2024 recruiting special will be joined by K-State Football Director of Recruiting Taylor Brad here in just a moment, who's going to join us for a couple of segs. K-State Football signs 15 earlier today, 13 high school student athletes, and two community college transfers. The transfers are Malcolm Alcorn Crowder, defensive lineman, three-star guy, four stars according to ESPN, and then Dante Thomas, who's a three-star safety who's going to be transferring from Southwest Mississippi Community College. Alcorn Crowder is from Butler CC, which is, of course, the old stomping grounds for Taylor Bratt. Not just him, but his, uh, his dad, who used to be the head coach there for the Grizzlies. Um, we talked a lot of uh, offense in the first hour. Later on here in the second hour, we will talk um, more defensive players. There are more offense and defense. Nine offense, six defensive players. Um, no tight ends, no uh, nose guards. Have been picked up in the class, uh, you know. And when it comes to the portal, and, and coach didn't want to answer any of these questions about who's going to be moved on to scholarship, who they're thinking about in the transfer portals, and is in uh, positions. Um, not exactly sure how many scholarships are open. That is a question because we don't know who got moved to uh, scholarship after being walk-ons. I, I mean, I would guess Chris Tennant would be one of them because he's going to be a junior. Um, and uh, you know, and Kleiman don't ever they don't ever recruit kickers to be on scholarship right away. That's earned a little mm-hmm. bit later on. So uh, yeah, the the number of scholarships that are still open is up in the air. But coach said that they still have some open. They're going to still look for guys on both offense and defense to uh, pick up out of the portal. KC women's basketball tonight from Bramlage Coliseum, beginning at six thirty for tip off. Pregame starts at six. As going to be hosting Southern, and you said Troy Southern's not that good. Uh, no, one and eight. Well, we talked about it yesterday that Aoka Lee, if she wants to be the all-time leading scorer in K-State women's basketball history, 20 points a game for the minimal of games left on the schedule. That's not including if they win games in the Big 12 tournament or NCAA tournament. Not counting those games. That's just counting the bare minimum of games left on the schedule. So if, 20 points a game. If she could just hit 100 for this one, then make things a lot easier for her like down the stretch. Yeah, listen, I'd rather save her legs for later in the season. Let's get that 24 minutes again like we got out of her the other day with 25 points and uh, and go on. I'm also good with that. <laughs> you know, Troy. Like be a super efficient and just hit get 20 points in 20 minutes. I mean, it's, like it's essentially what she did the other day. Well, that's, so, I mean, be that's, awesome. that's been her last t- – Two games specifically. That's what I was about to say. I mean, she just had 23 points, 21 rebounds in less than 25 minutes. That'd yeah. be, like, gun for that. <laughs> That's what you got to go for. We're looking for 20 points and 20 rebounds in 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. We are now joined by Taylor Bratt. He is K-State Football's Director of Football Recruiting, a.k.a. the bringer of cats. You may follow him on social media. Because he's the one that sends out the cat signal when a future cat decides to commit to K-State with Bring On the Cats. All right, Taylor, Brad, thank you for joining us here on the 2024 K-State Football Recruiting Special. Let's get the most important question just out of the way first. With the Pop-Tarts Bowl a week from tomorrow, we got to get it on record. What is your favorite flavor of Pop-Tart? Yeesh. You know, probably the cinnamon brown the brown sugar, right? I mean, that's kind of the goat. That's kind of the goat. I feel like of the pop tarts. Uh, now, if you ask my kids anything, as much sugar as humanly possible. But uh, the brown sugar. Have you guys been told yet the uh, the flavor of the mascot that will be edible? 
No, but I'm excited. I didn't even know about this. I've oh. been uh, in, in portal warp zone for so long that I'm, I'm I'm just glad to know that we're in the bowl, right? Yes, of course. And it's going to be even better when the Cats win and they get to eat the live Pop-Tart there at the uh, Pop-Tarts Bowl in Orlando Thursday on the 28th. The early signing period taking place right now. You guys ink 15 players. I guess how does it feel to have this annual day of uh, locking up the majority of your class? You know, it's exciting, really exciting for the future of the program, the guys that are joining us. Uh, you know, it's always important to find the right fit and the right guys. Uh, it's definitely a different day and age in college recruiting and football. And, and you know, we got to find the guys that are going to make us better, uh, bring out the best in us, and that we can bring the best out of them. Uh, but it was a fun day today. Uh, excited for all of them. Uh, you know, it's uh, – it's 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 all about the past, the present, and the future, and continually to recruit. Uh, everybody's like, "Oh, it's your time off, man!" No, 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 no. It's on the twenty fives and and other guys in your own roster. So it never stops. But it was a fun day today for those for those young guys joining the program. With the end of the regular season, gosh, it's been now just about a month. I think we're five days shy of a month. Coach Kleiman was mentioning last week about how much he and the coaches have been on the move. How much have you been on the move the last few weeks? Man, I think the Jeep, I think it was averaging, oh, sheesh, at least 250 miles was the minimal day, the most, and then I had two days with over 500 miles. But, hey, it was fun driving that thing around the state, uh, being seen, getting honked at, uh, you know, and the support around here. Uh, and of course, you know, what is the, my favorite billboard, uh, Kansas State University for Kansans. Um, I mean, that's, uh, it's, it was awesome being out and around and seeing all the high school coaches and seeing all the guys. So it was the long trip out to Erie, Colorado. What was those 500 mile trips? And that was the Colorado and back and hitting schools on the way out and hitting schools on the way back. Uh, you know, it's cool. I get to stop by Great Bend, see my wife's high school that she went to, uh, and just, Kept working from Hayes, uh, hitting Goodland on the way back, hitting uh, I-70 and heading all the way down to Wichita that night uh, to go see Malcolm uh, on uh, Thursday morning. So, you know, it's it was a fun uh, it was a fun time out on the road. Well, I want to talk about certainly players, a uh, few players individually here uh, while we have you on. But uh, I guess we start with, you know, Colin Klein. He exits a few weeks ago. He's heading to Texas A&M. I, do you get a little bit nervous with him exiting and now you're you're, you're going to have to talk to those offensive recruits once again just to see where they're at? Do you get a little bit nervous having to go through those conversations? I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, always when a coach leaves, I would say it doesn't matter, but Colin's different. Colin is a, Colin is a true cat. And, uh, you know, it's about Kansas State, and that's what it's always been about. It's not about a certain person or player. Um, you know, I've always kind of preached that it's it's Kansas State because of the people, the community, and the support. Um, and that starts from our fans to the to the student body, to all that. And that's what Kansas State is. It's not a certain coach or player, and and it's about getting guys to see how special this place is, and about getting kids on campus uh, to feel it and understand it. So you know, the cell is always the university first, and then the rest from there on out. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you, you just never know. You just never know. So that's why you always got to just stay focused and stay working. It, when you have the players on campus for a visit, is there a, a part of veneer or a part of campus that tends to be the popular thing with the recruits that impresses them the most? 
I don't know if there's a certain place or a person or anything. I think it's just the the flow of the visit and how we put everything together and how we work towards that goal. And every kid that comes has a different why, right? And it's finding out that why. Is it the weight room? Is it the guy coaching the weights? Is it the strength staff? Is it the meals they eat? Is it the uh, the place they live? Is it their major? Uh, every kid, guy has a different reason why, and it's finding that reason and and exploring more into it of why this is the best fit for them. Well, let's go and start talking about some of these players individually. And you mentioned this uh, gentleman just a few minutes ago, and that's Malcolm Alcorn Crowder, who's going to be a defensive lineman. Big kid with three years of eligibility remaining, 6'6", 295. He's a Massachusetts kid, but he's also from uh, your old stomping grounds of Butler Community College. I guess, you know, take me through, you know, how he came on your radar. I, I've, I can imagine how he did. Uh, but also what just attracted him so much to you guys and uh, why you like him so much. You know, I think Coach kind of hit the hammer on the head. He's such a versatile D-lineman with his length and size, and he's hungry. I mean, uh, recruiting the junior college guys is always exciting because they want to be at this level and they, they haven't gotten to yet. And uh, their drive and edge is, I think, a little more. You know, they've been given a pair of shorts and a shirt, and that's about it you know, at the JUCO level. And, uh, you know, it was exciting being, being able to go back. I would, you know, I grew up in Wichita, but it was exciting to go back home. Uh, this is the first D lineman I've recruited since my dad's retired. Um, so it was a little interesting. I said, yeah, it's kind of funny when I called and talked to the D line coach at Butler when it's been the same one for 42 years. Uh, coach Veneri did a really good job too helping us, who was also a former player here uh, that I was a part of recruiting him here. And now he's the head coach down there for the Grizzlies. Um, but no, he's such a good kid. He fits our system. He's hungry to learn. He's hungry to be here. And I'm just excited to see his development. Is there an expectation that he's a play right away type of guy? Would you know? I think there's always an expectation for these guys themselves to play right away. But, you know, for a Juco guy, you know, I think his expectations come in and learn and, 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 and attack the process. And, um, you know, I think, I, I think he's excited. And I think I, and I know for a fact we are. Uh, and on both sides, it's exciting to see. And, you know, the most important is always to have good players because as much rotating as we do, as, as as much as we want to keep guys fresh, this helps us. You know, it's all about quality over quantity. Uh, quality snaps are better than, uh, you know, if you have better, you know, amount of quality, it's going to be it's going to be better than the amount of, you know, you catch my drift. You catch my drift. Yeah, yeah Malcolm Alcorn Crowder is certainly a guy that's, at the top of my list of who I like the most in this uh, 2024 recruiting class, three years of eligibility still got one year under his belt, and he comes up with seven sacks, a couple of a uh, couple of forced fumbles. He's a big guy, and I know uh, there's been a uh, maybe a little bit of, bit of a change on the type of ends and defensive linemen you guys had decided to go after. I guess because um, Coach Kleiman hinted at this earlier that there's going to be a little bit of a change with the way they're going to start lining up on the defensive line. But, I mean, do you see it moving in maybe to the next class that you're looking for bigger, wider defensive ends? Yeah, I think, you know, you always got to look for at edges just because of their ability to rush. And you always got to at least have a couple of those in your pocket. But the bigger end for the three-man front is definitely the goal. Um, and development, you know. I mean, let's think about some of the guys that have put on weight and how much they've gained since being here. So you can't. Not necessarily go to the biggest guy right from the start, but if you see a guy that you think you can develop into him, you know, that's just as important. 
Speaking with the director of football recruiting at K-State, Taylor Bratt, we'll take a break, and when we come back, one more second with Coach Bratt. We'll get more into individual players when we come back on the game. We're back on the K-State 2024 football recruiting special here on KMAN. The early signing period has opened up. Cats signed 15, 13 out of high school and two out of the community college level, Malcolm Alcorn Crowder and Dante Thomas. As we're back with the director of football recruiting, the bringer of Cats, that is Taylor Bratt here on uh, News Radio KMAN. Coach Bratt, of course, you're famous for sending out the Cats signals whenever a recruit commits. For those that don't know, let's hear about the behind the scenes. Is it as simple as player commits? They tell you, you fire off the cat signal, or is there more to it? Man, you nailed it. You nailed it. There's no okay. science to it. I just hope to spell it correctly. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, no, <laughs> no, that, different guys, different angles. You know, some guys we've waited on in the past. You know, Caden Massey, you know, we waited for him to pull the hat. Uh, so, kind of, every guy has a different way he wants to announce and how he wants to get it out there. I just try to get the people to know there's some good news coming their way to pay attention and try to do it within 20 minutes of their announcement. Just, just, uh, just get things rolling. Another behind the scenes question. If you don't mind, I remember watching last chance you and they would sometimes show scenes of, okay, a player's just sitting at home. They're being recruited. That recruit calls them. And then there's all of a sudden, all right, so you're ready to commit. And it always seems like, you know, the recruit on the other side of the phone has kind of like the nervous smile going. And sometimes the recruit's like, uh, kind of have to give the awkward answer. Like, no, not really. I'm still in my recruiting process. I'm still going through the whole thing. I'm talking to other coaches. It's got to sometimes be an awkward question to ask, but it's a part of the business. It's a part of the process. Are you typically asking for their committers at mostly coaches? Uh, you know, I think it's mostly coaches. It just kind of, again, it- so one of those things that fits in the category depends on the kid, right? Okay. Depends on the guy, depends on the relationship. Uh, you know, I try to push probably as far as I can within my limits and boundaries. Uh, once you know you have a guy you really like and really fits your system and fits, you know, the culture of that, what you want. Um, you know, but I think every coach is always trying to push. You know, there's not a guy, if you have a kid you really want them to visit, everybody's wanting them to come. But you also got to be smart about your process on how you push and, and who you push. Let's talk more about some individual players. We were speaking earlier about you putting in a lot of miles on the Jeep. Ever since the end of the regular season, you've been driving all over the place to speak once again with recruits. And one of the trips you made was to Erie, Colorado to speak with Blake Barnett, uh, the 6'2 quarterback committing now signee. We all know how crazy talented that kid is, but you've been building that relationship for a while. How has that been, and, and what kind of kid is Blake Barnett? Lake is an ultra-competitive kid who wants to win and finds a way to compete at the highest level, finds a way to compete at everything he does, from track to him playing defense. I mean, he just wants to get out there and play the game that he loves, and he's an unbelievable teammate leader, I feel like, for his team. And I'm excited for him to get here and compete. Um, got to sit down with his mom and dad. Uh, they're terrific people uh, in Erie, Colorado. Uh, it was a It was a fun trip. It was a fast trip. It was a fun trip. And, uh, no, he's him and his family are terrific. And uh, they fit our team in, in every way. So uh, I'm excited, super excited to have him a part of this uh, Wildcat family. Under the offensive line, this is certainly my favorite group of guys uh, with this recruiting class. Plus, it's the most of any position. And it was certainly we knew it was a necessary thing to do for the 2024 class with so many guys leaving from this year's team that will still play in the bowl game. But – Gus Hawkins, Ryan Howard, Caden Massey, 
Uh, Kyle Rockers are the four, and they got some size. Three of the four do. They're over. They're either six seven or six eight. Do you guys feel like you knocked it out of the park this year, especially having two guys from Kansas in that group? Yeah, I mean, if Gus would have posted half the offers he got, hmm. um, people would have been shocked. Uh, he's such a good basketball player. So is Caden Massey, and Caden's got a chance. And probably Gus is too. I just follow Caden's basketball. It's a little easier to win state basketball and probably win it in track. Caden might be a three-time state champ, but all three of them. Um, but, no, super excited. Kyle, man, Kyle was such a good fit from the start. Uh, it came down to camp. Absolutely dominated. Same with Ryan Howard. And it was fun at, when watching Ryan at camp and Will firing him up and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I think Coach kind of hit it, man. Will's been – Ryan's been coming here since he was in eighth grade. Um, him and his family fit out here. They're great. They love this um, area. I mean, they – I see. I saw the dad, Bob, at – a basketball game last year, just a regular season on a Tuesday. I'm like, what are you doing here? He goes, well, I just came in time for the basketball game. It's always good having the family feel, especially with the guys that are here. Um, and, and the two local guys was even was icing on the cake. But I'm excited for all four of them. And I think we had either four super seniors on the O-line this year. So we that was a major spot to fill um, just for next year and the future of the program. We brought up Kansas. Let's, let's touch on the other two, uh, Kansas – signees john price jb price who's from blue valley high school overland park kid and then um callan barda who you guys flipped from nebraska he's from topeka seaman 6-2 safety what do you guys like about those two no callan's awesome uh his family is really great uh his dad jerry's awesome i mean they do a lot of uh they actually do some of the cooking for our uh our concessions for games Mm. and uh you know Callum's coach is an old school type coach. He's a great dude. Coach Swather out there at Topeka Seaman does an unbelievable job with those guys. You know, they first round of the playoffs upset the number one team in the, I think, or number two team in the, in their whole bracket uh, in the playoffs. Uh, Callum plays both ways and he can run. You know, he was a guy with, you know, we just wanted to see some senior tape on and pulled the trigger, but he came to camp and he was a four five, uh, low four five guy, uh, long. And then JB is just a really good athlete. I mean, he shoot did a great job at Mubai this year. He works his butt off, and he's driven. And he's got a big reason why and why he wants to play at this level and why he wants to be great. And I think that's what drives him. Um, and I'm excited. And Coach Trail does a really good job at Blue Valley. They had a heck of a season as well. And, uh, I mean, he he delivers. And Coach Trail knows this program well because he played here. And uh, he understands what it takes and what, what a fit is. So excited for both those guys couple more questions for the director of football recruiting of K-State football. That's Taylor Bratt. Uh, the other player I just wanted to touch on real quick is the other running back and Devon Rice from Las Vegas. He went to Bishop Gorman, which or still does. And uh, that is, I mean, that's a, that's a program that is year in and year out, just pumping out the, the deep or the, um, the power five talent. Is it true that JB Price had a hand in recruiting him? Yeah. JB was all about it. He understands the, the need of that position and, they're two different type of backs, and uh, you know that's important. You got to be able to play in space, and you got to have a physical guy. And saying they both pretty much are as well, but I mean you got to again, it, it, it falls into that quality of snaps uh, deal. And you know they're going to be great for each other. They're going to be great teammates, and they're going to come in to compete. And you know I think you know Bishop Gorman also champ, state champs this year. Shoot, might have been national champs. I don't know what they consider, but. <laughs> Uh, he's done a great job, and, and Rice has been 
I think he was a really, we, we started watching him as a senior eval. Uh, he was a guy that was like, hey, well, let's, he was starting his junior year behind a guy that was uh, going to somewhere. Uh, and we just started uh, watching him and waiting for him. And that guy went down and he stepped up and or he either earned a spot or something and he balled out. And it, that's the reason why you keep evaluating guys all the way to the end. And like I said, when we uh, started off this interview, we're not, we weren't going to be able to get to every player, so a lot of defensive players we didn't get to. We'll get to those guys uh, later on here on the show. But, Coach, just one more question before we wrap up here, and that's about what Chris Kleiman talked about, not today, but the previous press conference with topic of NIL and K-State athletics getting much better with NIL and to compete more in those NIL battles, uh, but also just the calendar and how jam-packed it is. Once the regular season wraps up, when the portal opens, you're recruiting your own players, you're recruiting other players at all levels. As the director of football recruiting, is there a thing or two that you would really like to see change uh, with the way things are currently being conducted in just the calendar, how it all unfolds with um, the recruiting right before the early signing period? Well, I don't know about changing because I feel like every year, especially since Coach Kleiman has been here, there's been something that has changed, whether it was introducing the transfer portal, introducing NIL, introducing a uh, conference realignment. Um, now is in the works, unlimited transfers. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of things I wish could change and make it easier and make guys really stay loyal to the brand and leave here um, forever Wildcats. You know, that's always the goal is for me personally, seeing the guys on senior day, uh, then coming back as grads and bringing their kids here, uh, then getting married. Um, and now it's hard to really keep that relationship and keep it growing with it when it's so easy to just leave. And uh, and and the reasoning why you know each kid has a different reason why they came here. Kids got different reasons why they leave. But you know I just want guys to make this their home. It is special, and I want them to to bleed the purple and fight for the power cat and and represent you know represent this place the way it should be. You know I think I said after the game in Lawrence. You know this is a blue collar state. We're a blue-collar school, and we want blue-collar dudes. And that's what drives this place and the community and the fan support is finding the right guys. Um, but, no, it's next year we'll probably have a new obstacle. We'll have to find a way. Uh, I appreciate everybody that helps out in the NIL collectives. Uh, you know, uh, that's this that's what we're living in right now. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep growing and expanding, and Coach has done a really good job uh, taking it on. Um, and we understand how important it is. Well, Taylor, I can speak for everybody that roots for K-State. You're a big deal around here, and you have been for quite a while because I believe this is now your 18th year with K-State. Is that right? Yep, year 18, so yeah. holy cat. I don't know. Either they feel bad for me and they keep me around or what, but, uh, you know, it's it's a very much a blessing to get to represent uh, where I'm from, where I went to school, where me and my wife were married, uh, and the home of so many great people. Well, hopefully you're uh, planning to stick around here for a long time to come after this 18th year with uh, K-State football. But just to wrap up, really appreciate what you do, and I appreciate your time here on the show. I hope to do this again next year. Coach Brad, thank you for your time. Awesome. Go Cats. Once again, that is K-State Director of Football Recruiting, Taylor Bratt, here on the 2024 K-State football recruiting special. It is the game. We'll take our next break. And when we come back, more recruits to uh, look over here, as including defensive players. And the three commits out of the transfer portal from D1 schools have also now signed with K-State. And we'll talk about them when we come back. Game. 
gosh. A week from tomorrow is the Pop-Tarts Bowl. That's crazy. Kicking off at 445 from Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. The Cats against the Wolfpack of NC State for the first time ever. You nervy? Nah. I mean, with as many guys in the portal for K-State, I, NC State had a bunch as well, but not as many starters. Right. And, of course, their uh, Chuck Bednarik Award winner is still expected to play. So I, I just don't think – I don't know if NC State's offense is that good, but, you know, K-State, of course, losing a few dudes in the uh, on the defense. So I don't know. I, I don't know exactly which way I'm leaning right now. I give, you, I give you a lot to not lean K-State right now, but I'm not saying that yet. But I need to do more research. Don't know enough yet on NC State. All right, we continue on with uh, the 2024 K-State football recruiting special here on the game. Our three D1 transfers have officially signed, so K-State really is now all caught up on everybody that has been committed. Nobody decommitted, nobody flipped. All 18 that were committed heading into today have now all signed. And these, I mean, these three guys we've been talking about the last week, ever since they all committed, Jordan Riley uh, was the... um, was the most recent one. Safety, 6'1", a buck 89. He'll have a year of eligibility left. He played three years at Ball State. We talked a bunch about him not too long ago. Played in 37 games. He has a ton of experience. All MAC honors in 2012. 167 tackles. Six TFLs, a sack, 20 pass breakups, a forced fumble. A fumble recovery during his career. This feels like that this is the replacement for Kobe Savage at the Jack safety position. He checks a lot of boxes to be the next Jack safety starter for K-State. You have Travis Bates, defensive end, 6'3", 265 out of Austin P. Good chance that he is in the rotation at D-end. He's just a sophomore. He is young. Um, last season with Austin P, 32 tackles, 5.5 tackles for a loss, 3 sacks, couple of pass breakups he blocked a kick he was freshman all-american honors from phil Steele, fourth team freshman all-american honors and then easton kilty that's an offensive lineman 6'5, 305 transferring in from the university of north dakota could take over cooper bb spot at left guard potentially as he has played in parts of four seasons for the fighting hawks and um yeah, really good player. Again, like I said earlier, first hour that K-State is pretty loaded on the offensive line for some years to come. Obviously, not everybody on the roster now heading into next year will be around uh, for years to come, but K-State has so many options to have depth for quite a while uh, on the offensive line. No doubt about it, easily uh, to say it this way, they're fine. Right. They're fine. They have plenty. They have plenty of guys uh, moving forward. All right, what do I have here to talk about next? Juco guys. Speaking of transfers, I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. I'm very excited about Alcorn, uh, Malcolm Alcorn Crowder, defensive lineman. He can play inside. He can play outside. Good chance with the way we assume things will kind of change with the approach to defensive linemen, you want guys that can play kind of both spots, nose, end. Javon Banks potentially going to be playing both spots this next year, maybe just defensive end next year. 
we'll see what the coaches decide on that. But he's a big kid. They're looking for bigger guys on the end. 6'6", 295, three stars. His previous school was Butler Community College. And we said this yesterday as well. It sounds like K-State beat out Florida in Cincinnati. He previously visited Gainesville, but also had attention from Mississippi State, NC State, South Carolina, the Trojans of USC, Miami Hurricanes, Minnesota, Maryland, Houston, I, and there's more. I'm sure there's more than that. I'm just listing off a few. Um, is one of the top recruits in the JUCO ranks for the class of 2024. Three years of eligibility remaining. That's really exciting. Last year, all-conference honors, 28 tackles, 10 TFLs, 7 sacks, and he forced a couple of fumbles. So, you know, I went on and on about him yesterday. Really exciting. I think this is certainly a play-right-away type of guy unless, you know, just something I'm just not aware of. But, um I've seen the I've seen the comparison of Jalen Pickle, size wise. I mean, just size agility wise. Jalen Pickle was really good. Mm. Uh, I mean, he didn't have he didn't have the most sacks in his career. He did have an interception. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that one. That was against. Hold on, I believe that was against Southern. I believe it was the game same game Skyler got hurt. Southern Illinois game. I'll have to go double check, but I'll never forget that interception. But the kid's got some edge speed. Really good size. He can get in the backfield. I mean, he's going to check some boxes, and I'm excited to see him play next year. And then the other uh, commit out of the JUCO ranks um, is Dante Thomas. I don't know. You know, we, we talked about him a little bit. He's a safety, 6'1", uh, 190, three-star guy. He was previously at Southwest Mississippi Community College. Um, it's kind of a sneaky job. In recruiting from K-State, Joe Klanerman looks like he did the work here. Um, also had himself a bunch of offers as well, um, but was really quiet about it. That was the thing. Like I didn't really hear his name until he just kind of popped up and was ready to commit. Kobe Savage was the same way, but sounds like Thomas had a lot of uh, group of five offers. Um, Charlotte, Georgia Southern, a bunch of Mac teams. Troy was after him as well. But the Cats decided to grab him last year at Southwest Mississippi Community College. Played in the 2023 season. 43 tackles, four pass breakups, forced fumble, fumble recovery on the season. Hit eight tackles in one game against Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, um, no, I don't think he is going to be ahead of uh, Jordan Riley. But this is certainly a depth piece I would put right now for K-State. But certainly a solid add as well. All right, those are the transfers for K-State, but we're not done there. Let's take our last break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at the rest of the defensive players. We got four from the high school ranks that we have to talk about. So let's do that next as we finish the 2024 K-State football recruiting special on the game. back final segment 2024 k-state football recruiting special let's touch on the last four recruits that we just haven't been able to get to yet out of the 15 that have signed earlier today let's go to linebackers 
Really like these two guys. Let's start with Boone Morris, linebacker, 6'3", 225, three stars out of Talco, Texas. Mount Vernon High. I'm sure that's a high school a lot of people have heard of. Mount Vernon High. Um, I mean, K-State was after this kid for a while. He actually originally committed to UTSA. It's another flip for the Cats. 52nd best inside linebacker in the nation, named a 2023 district defensive MVP, picked up second team All-State honors as a junior, and in his career, 501 tackles. Jeez. Woof. 95 tackles for loss, 21 sacks. His big year was his junior year. He had 205 tackles and 11 sacks. Man. He he's a hitter. Yeah. If you if you go watch his film, he smacks you. By the way, I should have brought this up earlier. Did you guys see the film on uh, on Dante? Tom- I believe it was Dante Thomas yesterday. Let me double check here. Yeah, I believe it was Dante Thomas in his film. The only thought thing that was really posted on social media is that he popped a dude, and the dude's helmet just went flying five yards down the field. <laughs> yeah, that's the one you stick with. It was just a nice little shoulder hit, and. Uh, I mean, the guy flat-backed quickly, Ooh, quickly. Bring the heat. Um, but back to Boone Morris, and I remember talking to D.Y. about him and how he can become actually a pretty early impact um, in his career just by how hard he hits, the way he makes a path towards the football. He does not get caught up in a scrum, in a mess with linemen or anything like that. He gets off blocks extremely well. He's not afraid to hit somebody. Um He'll, especially against running backs, like he fills the hole real well. So good pickup there with Boone Morris. And then the other one at linebacker has the best name of the class. Jake Stonebreaker. 6-1-205, three stars, another Colorado commit and signing now out of Castle Rock, Colorado. Douglas County. Well, he was previously thinking about going to Colorado, but that was before Deion Sanders was hired. Then when Deion ends up getting the job, they kind of cut ties with Jake Stonebreaker. He has been named the top overall prospect in the state of Colorado by ESPN for the class of 2024. 50th best outside linebacker in the nation, (laughs) according to rivals. Yeah, Colorado couldn't use him. Earned All-State honors. Yeah, no kidding. Especially with the absolute lack of defense that they had this past year. Sounds like nothing they need. In his career, 115 tackles, 15 TFLs, four and a half sacks, two interceptions. Also could play offense. He ran the ball over 2,100 yards and 21 touchdowns. So he could play both ways if we really need a a running back to step in. Um, Boy, want to talk about a guy that looks impressive on tape as well. Again, the closing speed, a real menace. He'll get after the quarterback. Um, great guy to put pressure on the QB. Can go on and on about this guy. He'll be a will linebacker. And I've remember talking to DY about this as well. There's been the comparison that he looks when it comes to his frame, his style of play. The best example for K State is uh, Austin Moore. Ooh. I mean, they play extremely similar. So I think it's the best way to describe him. Just mention Austin Moore. Right on. And you're already going to like the guy. And then finally, let's touch on a couple of defensive backs as well. Zayshon Rich, a 6'2", 180-pound cornerback out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's not the first time coaches recruited up there, but um, he was originally committed to Wyoming. Another flip for the Cats um, not too long ago. 
the the coaching staff really liked his tape midseason, so they decided to offer him. He's the 92nd best cornerback in the class, according to 24-7 Sports. This past year, uh, he caught, actually as a receiver, 11 passes for 119 yards and a touchdown. But as a corner, very disrupted. He's got great speed, great hands. His speed clocks in at 4.4 on the 40 um, and an explosive athlete. And then finally... Another player that might be one of those that just sneaks their way into the lineup earlier than some others is Callan Barda. He flipped from Nebraska. Safety, 6-2, a buck 80 out of Topeka, Kansas. Played his sophomore year at um, in, the Twin, in the Twin Valley, the Centennial League. But, of course, Seaman's not in that league anymore. But, man, he flips from Nebraska and, I mean, the attention didn't stop there or anything, but he, he decided to become a cat after a few visits. But played for Jared Swafford. I remember talking to Coach Swafford back when he was a sophomore, and he was all about this kid. Calambarda is the real deal. Talked about him a ton during that interview. Eighth best prospect out of the state of Kansas. He was named 2023 Kansas Sports Central Defensive Back of the Year. 104 tackles, 13 interceptions during his prep career. And by the way, he's also fast, has a 4.43 40. So that's the thing about this class. Great feet, a lot of speed, a lot of size. Love it. This is a solid class, guys. Even though the rankings say it is the 58th best class for 2024. Take that back, 53rd best class for 2024. 10th best in the Big 12. Step one is signing him. Step two, developing, and the staff can develop. That's going to do it for the 2024 K-State football recruiting special for Travion D. Troy Mitch. Go Cats.